I don't know why I'm fucking around on Streamlabs right now, but I am. Yeah, that's all right. So, Marcel, can you can you actually just like explain how this three D printer thing started? Um. Yeah, I can actually. So here's what happened. Wait, are we recording? <laughs> of course we're. <laughs> so here's what happened. Record now. I had a conversation the other night with our friend Ben, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, I was like, I like showed him like some stuff that I was thinking about getting, whatever." I was explaining to him like, "Hey, this seems like a cool thing," and he was like, "Yeah, that's cool, but I would recommend, you know, a different brand or whatever, right?" Mm-hmm. And so I was like, "All right, well." Cut to next morning. I was like, all right, well, let me just look at the brand that uh, that Ben was talking about. And I'm looking, I'm like, okay, cool. Well, let me start building a card out, right? I was like, okay, this is this is all decently reasonable, reasonably priced. It's all right. Like, I can't, 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 doesn't look too bad. So I just go to checkout. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to pay with my PayPal account, whatever. I have all my PayPal stuff set up. And I'm like thinking about it, thinking about it. And I was meant to, like, just go back to the cart and just like not process the order but like mm-hmm. because i'm so used to buying stuff on paypal like the big blue button like i just like automatically like my did thumb you, like I, the buy now just, button yeah per, oh, pretty much no. like oh no my, my subconscious was like hit the button oh. hit the button um hit and so button. i did and i did so it that one was a resin printer to start printing like figures and stuff like that you know things like that Nice. And then I was sitting there later that day and I was like, well, it's like, this is already done. <laughs> and, and I also wanted like a traditional, not the traditional, but like the other style printer with like where you feed in like the PLA and stuff like that. And it feeds through the nozzle. Mm-hmm. So I went back in and I looked at it and I was like, well, it's on sale. And I was like, it's not too bad or whatever. And I was like, it's good to have two. Right. <laughs> might and as well double down. <laughs> might as well like it's like might as well double down on it. So boom, you know, I just did the second one. And and I was like, well, cool, you know, I can start, you know, I can start working with friends, like I, you know, friends who want stuff printed, things like that. I can make it more attainable thing, you know, we can collaborate and I can have I can work on printing stuff for, you know, for people like you guys who like to look at figures and stuff like that. Mhm. And then last night I was looking at what I purchased and I was like, one of the printers just isn't quite big enough of a plate for like the helmet, <laughs> like the like the full helmets and gear and stuff like that. And then I was like, fuck, well, I want to be able to build props, right? Like I want to be able to build without having to do it in, in sections. I want to be able to build like helmets, like stormtrooper helmets, you know, things like that. Things that I and I was looking at it last night again, and I was like no, I'm going to wait like this time. I'm actually going to wait because like, because <laughs> like I barely know how to use the ones I'm getting now. And so it's like, why am all of a sudden it's like three different things are going to show up at my thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be crazy. Oh. Um, but it, it means that it just means that I need to finish my office. Like my office behind me is kind of a, a big mess right now with a bunch of stuff that we've moved around the house. So um it'll it'll inspire me to kind of set up my my print setup and i want it so that people can see the machines working in the background here 
And then I want to oh, have like during oh during the podcast oh uh-huh. yeah cool. and then do that and then also start putting up like like little things that I've been picking up along the way like um like I want to display like the Starfield constellation case that I got with the constellation edition you know I have like pops and Gundams and cups and things like that that I want to display and stuff like that and I also yeah. have like my uh uh when I got my um my energy sword from from fanime when we went this year it was like i want to hang that yeah yeah remember we were talking about the other day it's like i have a ton of prints in in frames that are that i've been needing to hang up here and stuff like that damn so jeez man (laughs) so that's how it's It's... that's how the past two days have been you know okay interesting i you know sometimes i i i'm kind of envious of your uh ability just to accidentally buy a 3d printer and just go "Eh, fuck it (laughs) don't ask me how much everything how much i've put into it but uh you're gonna get the use out of it though yeah yeah well that's the point right like i will i actually i'm very i've i've always wanted one yeah and so like i want to be able to make use of it like i want to start potentially i mean i want to learn how to use all that software stuff and potentially start making a little side hustle from it you know hey um there you go. There you go. so we'll see where it takes me it, it'll be a couple weeks because both of this both of the printers that i bought are uh they're new newish so they're like pre-orders for both mm, of them okay but um I'm like really excited about, like really excited about it. Here, That's hold good. on. Let me, let me, let me see if I can show you guys what I got. So, I know as long as you're happy, right? I mean, that's all matters. I mean, uh, eventually I'll have to have a conversation <laughs> with somebody about about what happened here. But I'm gonna just like, I'm biting. So you're saying I, I shouldn't bit. make a clip of this one and put it on our? Oh, you can do whatever page. you want. I don't care. Eventually it'll it'll come out. But I mean, know, eventually there's gonna be two big boxes at the door. Uh, yeah, actually, it's gonna be more than two because it was the uh, the printers, and then you know the I bought like a a, a rinse and UV station for the for the Jeez. resin printer. <laughs> Just going all in, huh? Yeah. Well, it was like it was like check the bundle out, right? I was like, okay, cool. What's every what's like everything that I need? And I was like, all right, like this is wrong. Yeah, there was like they're like get this, get this, get this, get this, get this. All right. So, I mean, sure. those things will those things will be coming first for sure because I've got the tracking for them already. Um, so like the room is gonna of, be so hot. Holy the bottles of oh, what's that? Your room's gonna be so hot. Computer, no, man, air conditioner. No, man, those things are all like Wi-Fi wireless. They don't actually connect to the computer. I need to, but like now, here's the things. Here's here's the issue now, right? Here, so here's here's where I'm also in the catch twenty two. Okay. I need to go buy tables yeah. so that I can set them up. I need power strips to be able to make sure that nothing gets fried in my house. Yes. And I need like I need uh 99% isopropyl alcohol. I need chemicals, bro. And can then I, I need this breaking bad. Listen. <laughs> and I need Let's to go, go get like gloves and like protective like I need to get some PPE type of stuff, you know? Okay. So it's like, well, I guess I have to go to Ikea soon and look at some tables and desks and stuff like that. So, I mean, you guys have seen my office, right? Yeah. 
So I want the tables to run. So you guys have seen my new desk, which which is where my computer is now. And then I wanted to cut either right behind me, put something, and then cut down and have like a big, like, big setup in here. Okay. That actually sounds pretty sick, actually. It's gonna be sick if uh, if I can if I can make it happen, uh, which at this point we're kind of in it. So. Well, you got about a few weeks to figure it out. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna break some news tomorrow, but hold on. Let me let me <laughs> see here. Let me see here. I'm waiting to get through the weekend here. Let me smart, smart indeed. One second, uh, three. Uh, uh, just gonna hear him make noises while we. Yeah, I know. No, I'm here. I'm here with you guys. I just wanted to show you this really quick before I, uh, before we move on from. We're talking about me right now. Me. <laughs> Amazon on me right me. now, Tom. I don't want. Bonus points. We can name that uh that blooper. Those listening. Oh, watch oh. oh, what happened there? Oh, no. Oh, blurry. So, so for people that can't see us right now, Marcelo has just turned into a giant blur. Uh, what is that? Is that a pyramid? What the? It's not focusing it for some reason. I think, no, it's a blur. I think you're, uh, Blur background is just messing up the whole thing. Oh, you know what? It totally is. Hold on. Yep, it is. Hold you on. You got to reveal for. You got to give us give us a good peek. If you're listening, just imagine the two of us, just like leaning in to see this picture that's blurry, and we have no idea what it is. Just like, oh my oh. god, yeah, that's so. It's like I'm going to surprise <laughs> you guys with something. Oh, my bad, guys. It's a bunch of apps. There we go. Oh dang. Ooh. Pants. Yeah, zoom in a little bit. I can see the dra- Ooh. Oh, dragon. But like, it's the, that's the kind of a detail that you can get with this printer, right? Damn. That's really nice. Chun-Li choking the drifter out with their thighs. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, what? it's a great dragon. What? <laughs> what? But yeah, like- There's, Imagine the possibilities of a printer like that, dude. Shacks with his helmet off. Oh god damn it! You guys can see the price too. I feel sh- like look at that. I I can't actually. It's too small. It's it's too small. We can see the ooh. That's a good paint it, job. It looks like a lot of numbers though. Oh, someone did some coloring. That's nice. So I got that one. Hey man, three D printers. And then they got Ultra three K. God damn! <laughs> I saw that. Well, shit, Marcelo. Once once you get that shit all figured out, I might need to uh, do some business with you. Yeah, wow. send you some filament to print some uh, guys for the campaign. That's right. See, it's all gonna pay off. It's all practical. It's all practical. I'm back. <laughs> he has returned. Well, cool. Well, uh, well, you we know, look- this is a great segue into our conversation about how these came about. How these came about in the first place. You know, after having come yeah. back from PAX. You know, that's, that's right. We went. We all went to PAX. Oh yeah, we did it. Wild time, mission accomplished. So, uh, yeah, for those of you that uh, are are 
you know, tuning in for the first time or not. Well, we went to PAX West this uh, this year, had a lot of fun. Um, I guess segueing off of that, uh, I guess we should talk about the uh, the indoctrination of one Marcelo in, into the uh, into mm-hmm. the tabletop RPG fandom, mm-hmm. as it were. Mm-hmm. I so, think it was just one of those things where I just finally let myself finally let go, guys. I've been holding <laughs> on to this. I've been holding on to this like I'll never do it mm-hmm. for so long. And finally I was like, maybe it would, maybe life would be better if I just let go. <laughs> Give in to temptation. Give in. I we I will say. Um, we kind of primed him for it because we did test prior. We played Baldur's Gate all together, which is basically that was fun. Digital D and D, which was a lot of fun. But I mean, want to tell tell people how it started, Marcelo? Though after Baldur's Gate, <laughs> no, that was definitely it. You know, like we Baldur's Gate was super entertaining. I liked it. You know, I like a good video game and stuff like that. So I thought that was a ton of fun. And then you know we were looking around looking at different vendors and stuff like that and really came across like this really cool uh box that had um like some really cool designs on it here i can i can actually go grab it but anyways you know i was just talking about how cool it looked or whatever and the vendor was like well hey you know like i was like i've never owned a pair of dice like i've never owned dice or anything like that and i had been thinking about it like all weekend um and the guy was like well here here's your free first set of dice and i was like oh yeah like this is cool and then you know that's i felt it happened yeah pretty much yeah right like that's so cool for someone to be like hey here's something free for you to get immersed into this i was like why wouldn't i support a small vendor to mm-hmm. be like to, to to be yeah so it's like then i was like you know what i'm gonna buy this this box and i'm gonna buy another set of dice because i got a little discount on that too mm-hmm and then, and then, of course, got to complete the set, right? We got to go get a little figure to play with. And shout out to Joel here, who who hooked me up on my first little, uh, on my first, uh, my first mini. And shout out to Ben, one based moose on Twitch, who oh, was yeah. live stream, who was live streaming the whole painting thing, which I wasn't able to jump on, but like, it looks amazing. Like, it looks yeah. so cool. It's exactly what I wanted for it. Um, looks very clean. Looks ready. That looks super, 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 super cool. So I'm really excited about that. Um, so yeah. So now all that's left is to get into a campaign, so I can get my 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 feet wet and uh, really immerse myself. And obviously, the the purchase. And I told you guys this. I had this conversation with you guys at PAX. I was like, Mm -hmm. when I get into a hobby literally i go all out with it right i mean if the 3d printers don't prove the point right if anything right. proves the point it would be like whoops <laughs> but you know, you know it's it's cool you know especially you're right like it was really nice of them to actually just give you a free bag mm-hmm. of dice yeah. yeah but i think that kind of just shows how uh welcoming like the tabletop rpg community can be because it's like they just want people to play so it's literally like giving you just like the the golden ticket into Mm. just playing rpgs it's like here you go 
It's like, come join here's, us. Here's your, here's your free pass into this. And I mean, I just really enjoyed everything that people had. It was so fun. You know, people were so nice and, um, just like the whole experience of PAX. This was my first PAX. And I know that you guys have gone one or tw two other times. Well, I've gone a few times. Once for me, one other time. But like, you know, the community as a whole is everybody was just so welcoming, so inclusive. I didn't feel out of place. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, I've never owned dice or whatever. And the guy wasn't like weird about it. He was like, hey, here you go. Here's here's how you get into this. Here's step one. <laughs> yeah. Right? The gateway dice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just just get it in the veins, you know, get like, it in there. Get it in there. So. Yeah, dude, we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm excited. Well, and again, from the printer stuff, I've, I've wanted a printer for a while now anyways, and so that'll make it really fun. Um, I'll just print toys for my kids instead of buying them at the store now, you know, hey. things like that. <laughs> make it personal. I made this for you. My own. Yeah, exactly. So. Sanchez, Sanchez production. So, I mean, going off of that, Marcel, this, like you said, this was your first pack, so like Give us uh, your your reflections, like your overall experience with the with the expo. What do you think? I thought it was great. It definitely makes me want to compare East mm. to to West, just because I know that there's usually one. Like in my industry that I work in now, we have an East and a West conference every year, and our East is definitely like the biggest one. That's where like much more business happens, things like that. And then West, which will you know is in Las Vegas, it's a little bit more low key. People are more there to be in Las Vegas and rather than do business and stuff like that. So I'm curious to see how the industry treats PAX East in mm -hmm. Boston over over Seattle. Um, so I have, I mean, I have some industry contacts for East that I'll probably try to hit up and see if I can't can't get some passes to go and get stuff like there. that so that'll be fun that's actually interesting to think about because um i think before they changed it to west that it was pax prime mm -hmm. so it was considered like the biggest packs of the year and i know they changed it because they they didn't want to make the other one sound inferior so it is it would be interesting to see like how east is especially since uh since west is in seattle you're kind of surrounded by big gaming studios mm -hmm. so i want to i'm be interested to see if uh east has more of the same or because it's in a different location there's like different uh you know companies coming through and doing their own special thing um yeah i mean i guess speaking honestly like i felt like the biggest letdown for me at pax was the nintendo thing like it, like, it was a I, very Nintendo event. Yeah, like we waited yeah. in line, guys, for like over an hour to get into the Nintendo Live event. And when we got there, like the only new thing that I saw was like the Super Mario Wonder. Yeah. Which was, which, of course, a ton of fun. It was like, a fun we demo. Hmm? We got an awesome keychain from it, which I don't know where it is. I need to go find All it. Right. Yeah. Hold on. Here it is. Elephant Mario. Mm. So like Mario. So like that was super cool and stuff like that, but like everything else, like 
Pokemon, Smash, uh, Mario Kart, Animal Crossing, uh, Zelda, all that kind of stuff. It's like, ah, I can do all that stuff at home, you know? And, mm-hmm. and the lines were so crazy. Like, if I wanted merch, I'm not a person, I'm not a patient person in line. I was like, I'm just not going to wait. Like, this isn't worth, it's not worth it enough to me to wait in line for. Right. For the line, which is why we and, beelined it that last day to get to the PAX line, because that, that was merch that I wanted. Right. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, even going into the Nintendo Live event, uh, like, they gave you a swag bag anyway, so it's like you kind of got, yep. like, free merch, you know, anyway. So I think that swayed us even more to not go into the line. Yep. Well, well. That, the I guess the coin that we got and the pins kind of made it worth the line because that coin was dope. It was a sick-ass mm-hmm. coin. Yeah. And shit, even the tote bag, having it all, like, labeled with, you know, Nintendo Live Seattle. Yep. Like, okay, well, that was, like, the only thing I, I would have wanted if I went to the merch line, which is something that said, like, the event on it. Yeah. So I was like, well, okay, well. <laughs> it's like, you know, you're in your yeah, 30s yeah. when you're like, oh, this is a really good tote bag. Like, this can, <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> this can go into my other pile of tote bags. Yeah, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is good for this is good for groceries, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of agree. Like, the only other thing that was there... They had two con like orchestra concerts, one for one for uh, like Mario and then one for Zelda. Um, but it's kind of confusing because they did have warp pipe passes that sold out like immediately. So I it's like everybody who was able to sit there and like watch it were people that had like passes for it, and so it's just one of those things. Where it's like okay, well. Do I try to like stand here, get out of the way, and like listen? And then, even when we we're waiting in line, they were pumping the music through the intercom anyway. So it's like we were still, we were already listening to the music. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I kind of agree. Like I know Joel, you probably got a little bit more entertainment out of it just because you're more into like the photo ops than we are. Oh yeah, I was gonna say I I definitely enjoyed that. Like uh, they had the broken master sword. I got a picture with that. There was like a life-size scale link I took a picture with. Um, you could have taken a picture of like KK Slider and some Animal Crossing stuff. I didn't do that. Um, I was kind of not hoping to see Animal Crossing, but it's a really cool space that they used. Uh, the giant Lego Bowser was pretty cool, though. That was actually really cool. Um, yeah, that was cool. Uh, yeah, like Pokemon, they didn't... All they had... I mean, all we thought was like the announcement for DLC coming out with the wall... Um, there was like a long line for the card stuff, but I think that was at the other area, right? That wasn't even in the. That wasn't yeah. That, that was in the uh, yeah. That was at PAX. But yeah. it, it was cool for me because I haven't been to like a Nintendo event, so. But yeah, I uh, was expecting a little bit more, but I did enjoy the swag too. So that was that was nice. Yeah, it's coin. But and, yeah, Mario Wonder was a lot of fun, and having all four of us play was was pretty cool. Yeah, and to what like Marcel said, it it was kind of weird for it to be. Because, like, it wasn't a PAX event. It was just sitting next to PAX. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you you always assume, like, like oh, we're going to see new games and stuff. And so, like, but Nintendo Live, like you said, had Mario, uh, Super Mario Wonder. And that was the only new game they had there. Mm-hmm. But, like, Nintendo is also kind of, like, at least so far this year, is, like, slowing down with new games. So it's definitely one of those things where... If you can get in line early enough to get in, 
Like, if you're not like a super, super hardcore like Nintendo fan, like what? After we got in, we were there for like an hour. Yeah. Yeah, we were in and out really quick, actually. Like, yeah. we were like, everybody see what they saw? Every, anybody want to try anything? We tried. Luckily, there was no line for Mario, so we were able to get in super quick. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Like, the longest line Shut. was when Joel wanted the photo op with the, the, yeah. the, Zelda. the Zelda stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, I wish I got his name, but shout out to the one dude that was working the front of the Super Mario Wonder line, because he was... He was like a hundred percent energy the whole time we were there. Oh and yeah, I don't know, I appreciate I appreciate it because I know it's like his job, but you know he's still making trying to make it fun. Yeah, many wahoos. Wow. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, uh, I mean, as far as like the rest of packs, though, like anything that stood out to you guys, games, anything like that. Like I know we tried. We all tried a little bit of everything, I think. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. We um, touch games we like. Sure. I mean, Tekken well. 8 was probably the <laughs> the thing, the highlight for, for some of us. Not me, because I get sm I got smashed. Yeah, baby. Uh, he got his Tekken 8 clear fanny pack. <laughs> he went back for Ugly it. Ugly piece he of went... shit, but I earned it. <laughs> he he I went back for it. Got the lanyard. But that was oh, cool. yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, Tekken for uh, sorry to interrupt, but just like Tekken no, 8 for me was like my thing of the show. I knew it was going to be there and I was ex excited to play because I'm a big Tekken fan. Um, so like everything else for me at PAX was just kind of like extra at that point. Um, but I mean, besides like the obvious, I think what did we play? Oh, um. Uh, Gigabash was fun. Well, I was, that fun. was I was actually going to shout them out because they were super awesome. You know, they had a really kind of a, a really small footprint at at PAX, but like I really loved them. I thought they had a great personality, and the game looked super fun. Like I didn't get to play it, yeah, yeah. But, like yeah, you're chatting up with the um, developers, uh, Passion Republic Games. Yeah, no, it was, it was really great to talk to them, you know, and it's just great because they, they seem really passionate about the game. So, you know, that was great to see. I was really happy about that. And, like, I keep forgetting. I need to go buy that game just to support them as a as an indie developer. I was like, I, I keep needing to go back and buy it. And I think, I think we said we were all buying it on PS5. I feel, I feel like we all were agreeing to a, a system. I don't remember. I don't remember what system, but... I mean, that sounds that sounds about right, though. Yeah, it was uh, fun to play as uh, Mecha Godzilla um, against Brian. Brian, were you Destroya? I was Destroya. I was. Destroyer. Uh, I was Destroyer. There was one other guy there who was a custom monster, I think, and then Ben was like this snail kaiju. But it was cool. Like you get their powers and stuff. They have different stats, but. Uh, one of the coolest things is we were leveling the city and stuff, but later on, uh, you you're already big in the city. You get even more big. It's like you're a super kaiju. That was cool to like use our powers and kick each other's butts. So uh, definitely Gigabash. You need your uh, big it's, monster mashing. It's definitely a very very fun successor to uh, destroy all monsters. Mm -hmm. And like the those battle arena like Godzilla games. 
Just want to shout out too to the cosplayers at the Tekken event. They were dope and it was cool. They did a great job. And we got a cool photo with them too. So thank you guys for being there. That was that was dope. Yeah, they were legit. What was that one game called? Uh I'm looking through my pile of just like business cards and shit. Um, which one? Are you talking about the the Me Fighter or Break Arts or was break arts, well, you, was break arts you tried the, the robot one? Yeah, with the ra- robot, like you could race or race and fight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about us, uh, the Smash one real quick. Uh, that one was interesting. It, it It's weird how much it felt like playing Smash Brothers, which was the idea. Mm-hmm. But like you can use pixel art to just make any character. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a smash brothers version of mugen do you guys uh, do you guys know what mugen is i don't so mugen is this like kind of like fan created um fighting game where people are able to code in characters and so like they can just throw in any character from like a fight like a, it's mostly like 2d fighting games mm-hmm. it's really big on twitch uh, especially with uh, salty bets salty bets uh has kind of cornered the market in Mugen, just kind of being able to show it off the way it does. And it gets fucking wild, because the beautiful thing about Mugen is that sometimes things just don't work. And so you see a whole bunch of just, like, chaos, especially when people just start throwing in characters from different fighting games that have completely different mechanics from each other. Um, And that's what that's what this felt like to me, is, except just if you're playing, like... Uh, Smash Brothers Melee. Mm-hmm. And I forget, Marcelo, you won that match, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I, I won as uh, Charlie. <laughs> uh, Moist Critical. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. That Yeah, I, I think it came down to uh, Joel and I, right? I think yeah. it was final two. I don't know what character I was, but he was some weird charging guy. I don't even know. Oh, you're a Jack Sector guy. Whoops. Anyway, no, 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 I was, I was, I was trying to don't know a shit about streaming. All I know is I was, I was a train. <laughs> <laughs> someone was Just, a cheese it, I think. Yeah, too. Was someone was a cheese it. Oh someone yeah, someone was Obama. Yeah, someone was a Neon Cat. Yeah, it, it's 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 those kind of indie games that just kind of. Uh, put into perspective how gaming can just do anything no yeah no that was really funny um and then brian you played that like crab game right what was that game called oh yeah um another crab's treasure um Mm. it's the um by aggro crab um it's pretty much a under the sea like crab like souls like game Mm -hmm. um and it's actually really cool. Uh, I've I've known about this game for a while. I saw it, uh, saw demos of it being played uh, in a few other places, but this is like my first time getting hang like a hold of it. Um, the mechanics are interesting because like you're playing a little hermit crab, right? And so under the, like the levels that you play in, it's like you're in the sea, in the ocean, and there's like kind of trash everywhere. But you can literally go up to like pieces of trash and then use it as a shell. And so from there, you're able to 
have these special powers and abilities that tie to whatever piece of trash you're using as like a shell. Mm-hmm. So like, for instance, so there's like a soda can, right? And one of its abilities is it shoots out bubbles that like shoot out towards the, uh, the enemy to kind of do some extra damage. But then because it's so pressurized from the soda can, it kind of blasts you backwards a little mm-hmm. bit. So I kept falling off a few times doing that. Um, or like there's like shot glasses so you can kind of like turn into like um this like spiky shell that like does damage if you get hit by uh, an enemy and it felt really good uh the music was really nice and it kind of made the environment what it was uh yeah it's actually really good I think uh I don't know if it has a full release date yet I don't know, um, but I had fun with it. Let's no, I mean, it looked like a ton of fun. People were actually struggling with it. It looked like, like they were trying to like, bruh. I mean, they, they, tr- they tried to make it a, a souls like game that is more approachable, but it, it can still get pretty hard, especially if you, if you've never like play like a souls like game before, mm-hmm. um, because for me, I I only got to like the halfway point with the boss because the demo was like a 10 minute demo. And so like the boss was like this big, huge crab that had like a glass bottle and it was like swinging around. Once once you get its health to halfway, it like smashes the ball on the ground and then it just like has the jagged end and starts like thrusting at you. So like it completely changes its fighting style. That go attack you, um, and it's just charming and cute. The art style is really cute. I can I can see uh, many merch being sold of this little crab dude. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's someone dressed up as a crab. I think little mascot. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. I remember. But yeah, that was my time with another crab's treasure. Uh, pretty fun. It says that it's coming out sometime this year, so that's a, uh, you know, they're kind of running out of time. So, but you know, take as much time as you need if you if they need it. But I I definitely give it a recommendation when it comes out for people that like Souls like games. Yeah. Um... And then I remember Joel, you played like a kind of like a Metroidvania type of game. Is that right? Yeah, I was. Pl- I played a Infernax Do or Die. I was like, oh, Ooh. it looks like Castlevania, and it was basically like a Castlevania game, and it was cool. It was like a eight bit side scroller. Um, it's cool because I was playing with someone. We just did couch co-op really good. They even had the couch and like a little table set up. Um, you even had a cho- like first thing in like five minutes. There's this person turning into a zombie, and it's like right away, like, do you kill them or do you let them go? It's like, oh shit, we already get choices. I thought we were just gonna hack and slash the whole oh, time. Wow. Yeah, and so it's like, nope, we're just gonna kill them. And so it did like a little eight bit like scene of us like just like cutting this guy's head off. And so that was pretty cool. Um, I, yeah, I was looking for something like that. So that that filled my, I uh, you say it sated my hunger until Castlevania comes out. So. Oh, that was fun. So, Infernex, Do or Die. What a title. Uh, it was cool. Yeah, uh, 2D Metroidvania. I think it's already out. Yeah. Oh, it came out last year. Oh, oh no. La- the first one came out last year. So, oh, so it's yeah. a sequel. Yeah, so oh, okay. sequel. Looks like it's... 
I think it's already out, but I'll, I'll double check. But yeah, that was that's fun. So if you like your Metroid or your Castlevania, it's, it was pretty fun. And so one person was like a kind of like an a la carte with the sword, and I was like a Richter with the axe, and which is oh, spamming nice. the axe throw. That was cool. The yeah, other yeah. game I thought. Oh, go ahead, Brian. Sorry. Oh no, I just wanted to get back to uh, Break Arts real quick. Um, Break Arts Three uh, was a very interesting oh, yeah. game. Um, it's definitely in the early stages still. Like, there's there's still um, work to be done with it. But from what we played, it was interesting because it's like this like mech fighter, but also like a racer, all uh, mm-hmm. IGPX mm-hmm. kind of. Um, I know I had a little bit of issue like actually like staying on track with it because it was like they don't hold you back like they they let you go super fucking fast in it but um it looks like an interesting game I'm I'm interested to see what it looks like a little bit later down the line and see like what other kinds of like mechs they put into it and just like you know if they tighten things up a little bit um I know Marcelo you we all we actually all tried it didn't we What'd you guys think about it? Um, trying to remember. I know Marcelo, you and me used the same station because the one issue we had was that the the trigger button was a little. Yeah, I mean, in general, I think it was a good start. It definitely feels early for the game, just because it felt a little too. Uh, a little too glidey like it was really hard to stay on the track mm-hmm. you know and and so there's a couple things like it felt like a really good concept uh oh, yeah. that i i mean i mean i would totally love to play this game i just hope that they refine and tweak a little bit of things but in general i thought it was pretty fun um yeah the the fact that my trigger kept sticking made it really hard to like get into it too i was like kept getting frustrated with the damn trigger <laughs> um oh by the way the, the game is being made by playism yes i believe but joel what'd you, what'd you think about uh break arts uh it was cool it like visually i think it was good and like it you know loaded the track track was nice again early stages i thought it was at least for me, hard to control the mech. Like it was yeah. either you go really slow, but if you gun it, it's like it goes off the rails. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that was just me because the first time we played it and we were just trying it for the first time, or you know, our our mechs are like the beginning mechs. Like I don't know if they're like hard to use on purpose for that reason, but um, like it felt good overall. But yeah, just the the throttle, like it was like you're off the track if you're gunning it. So. Yeah. We, I at least for me, I did like the race and battle mode, not just the battle mode. Um, Same. It, I saw, I think Ben, I saw Ben doing the battle mode, and someone else. It, it kind of looked armored core a little bit, so I was like, "Oh, that's cool." So, yeah, it, it was just very interesting to have the combination of both. You know, have, being able to race and still kind of do combat. I remember I tried doing this thing uh because i was being attacked from behind where i just like turned around while still like going the, the right way and looks like shooting behind me mm-hmm. and like knocking out the person and like flipping back around and just kept going that felt re- that felt really cool so if they kind of just smooth that out a little bit and you, know, you get a lot more of that action i feel like it would be a really cool game to play yeah i i again just a couple little tweaks and I think it's I think it would be a ton of fun. Yeah. Um 
I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Did I play anything else that like was worth? <laughs> I played that. I played that other one. That other mech one. That you know, it was that like that strategy one. I, Joel, I think you played it too. And oh, the uh, biggest... Phantom Brigade. I think Phantom Brigade yeah. already oh. out. Uh, it's like a cinematic kind of. You can plan out uh, where your mech goes and moves, how it attacks and stuff, right? I think that's yeah, what it is. yeah, something like that. And like it, okay. it goes fun, but because we only had such little time with it, it was so hard to like because yeah. I couldn't sit on the tutorial, so like I skipped the tutorial and then like I had no idea what was happening. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> It was, I mean, in general, like I said, it was fun. Good graphics. It was by the studio that makes um, the Crypt of the Necromancer. Is that what it's called? Uh, Crypt of the Necromancer. So, yeah. yeah, which, that's dope. That game is dope. That is a really fun game. Okay. Um, oh, this isn't a new game. I just remembered, but this is something we all tried. Uh, this past weekend. Um, so people that haven't like fully been to like PAX before, um, they have a level in the convention center where they just have a bunch of uh, game consoles where you can kind of rent out and just play games. There was one location we went to that in a separate room had a full station of Steel Battalion. That's what it's called. I was trying to remember what the name of it was. Boy. Oh, yeah. How could dude, we forget? That was, that was an experience, dude. That was a ride. So, How could we have forgotten that? We had a mech-filled weekend. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so basically, for people that don't know what Steel Battalion is, it is an old, like, Xbox original game that came out mm -hmm. a long time ago where it was, like, a mech fighter, right? Um but in order to play the game, it it came with this entire like joystick. Oh yeah, for people that are not watching, Joel's pulling up a a point of view picture, just like, and that's not even showing the full thing because like for let's just show mm -hmm. you like they had original Xboxes there. You had your screen and that giant fucking like uh, flight stick control. Where it had three separate sections, like two sticks. I had a whole bunch of switches and buttons and knobs. And not only that, it had pedals underneath so that you actually move your mm. mech. So it was a full experience. And boy, mm -hmm. was I getting overstimulated. <laughs> it really was, dude. Like you had yeah. you had to wipe your you had windshield wipers. Yeah, yeah. It, it rains. You have to wipe wind, uh, wipe your uh, windshields down. I thought it was wild that, um, cause technically like how they did it, cause you're able to play online in the back of the day, but since the servers are down, you technically, there is a fan like server that people made so people could still play Steel Battalion. And so in order to not have that fuck up, um, you had to make sure you ejected from your mech before you die. But every time you delete your character, it would delete your character. That's what they told us. So that, that was wild. But in order to reactivate your mech after respawning, you had to make sure that you flipped all the switches off. 
that way when it goes into its systems check you can flip on the switches one at a time so it's just like mm-hmm. oh my it's like the closest that you can get to having a full like mech simulator but mm-hmm. you know i don't know about you guys but like i don't know how long i could last playing a game like that like that one 10 minute round was like enough yeah, I don't. It would be hard for me to be like, all right, well, let's just boot up another. Uh, let's just boot up another round, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and even when you hit the switches, you have to time it right. It would have like power levels. To you have to hit the ignition, make sure they're all past a certain line. Then you can launch in. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. it was it was cool though. Like you, you know, you had the uh, joysticks, the two joysticks. You move around. There's cameras, different weapons. But yeah, it was. It was an experience. Like I think, was it Ben or was it you or Brian? Was that fell was, down? Someone had a mech that like fell down. Well, I think we all fell. I definitely uh, fell. Yeah, I got I got my mech to critical before even fully respawning back in. Oh no! Like I was in the middle of like restarting my mech and I was being fired upon by somebody. So even before my screen uh, could activate. Uh... I think that was me, actually. I remember, you like, my boy. Uh, <laughs> I remember my my one kill was me respawning, and mm-hmm. then I was like turning around. I was like, "Oh, this guy's just standing here," and I just kept firing <laughs> at this guy. Imagine like Marcelo's firing, and I'm just like there, like doing all the checks and making sure like everything turns on properly and as soon as my visor kicks in it's like critical everything's on fire <laughs> sparks are shooting at my face old concept very niche old they were modernized it to be fluid uh, i don't know if i'd buy the whole console setup see but. that's that's <laughs> the thing because there's so much to that game you had to buy everything like the joysticks the footballs like everything had to be in included in the game for you to buy it which you know hats off to the people that are running the whole thing because you know Mm -hmm. they're keeping they're keeping an old game alive but like damn i can't imagine back in the day like setting all that shit up i mean i Mm -hmm. don't expect the steel battalion too bro because that shit was crazy yeah i mean i think we we would have gotten one by now but we got armored core six it's so niche (laughs) That's good enough. Um, what else? I played Mario Party for the first time, the original one. First that, time I played it. We, that's we still wild to me. Yeah, I, I didn't grow up with an N64. I didn't have friends who had it uh, when I was growing up. But at PAX, uh, same floor, you could rent out like a game and a console. So like, let's play Mario Party. And they were like, so this is how you play Mario Party. Like, I've played Mario Party before, but not the original. <laughs> so that was interesting. I'll still get my ass kicked. But yeah, it was so busy. They We had to go, actually. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, we were almost done with it, too. Who's winning that one? We tied. I think that's right. You and I tied. But for a while, it was you. I happen to be a Mario Party pro. Mm-hmm. You and I got Donkey smashed. Kong. I got destroyed yesterday in Mario Party. What the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> That's because your wife's a hustler. That's why. No, no, man. I'm like, what a fucking mess. Anyway. <laughs> and uh, we also played, was it Mortal Kombat 10 or 11? It was We 10. played Mortal Kombat 10. Oh, yeah. I used my secret technique on Marcelo. 
I got around. And then he repaid me in kind with his secret technique. So. What was your secret technique? Dive kicks? It was just <laughs> jump kicks. <laughs> jump jump kicks kick for like a minute. Kept jump kicking. He just kept jump kicking and jump kicking. And finally, like, I was just like, I've had enough. I've had enough. And he did the low punches. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> well, it's just so funny to see between the three of us, at least, like how different we are at different fighting games. Like, oh, Joel, sure. sma- Joel smashes me at Tekken, uh, at Street Fighter. You smash me at Tekken. But like, I, I can pick up Mortal Kombat pretty good. Like, yeah. Mortal Kombat's mm-hmm. definitely my my fighting game, you know? Yeah, we all grew up with different fighting games, but, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, Mortal Kombat for the for the 64 was my first console game. Oh, interesting. Nice. Okay. That's yeah. cool. Which is crazy when you think about when we how old we were when the uh, 64 came out. We were like eight. Yes. So I was eight years old playing Mortal Kombat, <laughs> like, yeah, get him with the heads on spike. Yeah. Friendship. I still have it, dude. I need to hook up my N64 and play Extreme G. Ooh. Nice. I wanted Brian to play Crash Bandicoot, but we could, I don't think they had it. So next time, it's That's my okay. mission. We're going to play. Shut right. up, Brian. No, <laughs> with your Banjo Kazooie picture. We're going to play with... Crash Bandicoot. What's wrong with Banjo Kazooie? Yeah. Everything. Everything. What's wrong besides it being a not loved franchise anymore? <laughs> so we got to see if they have Federation versus Zeon too. Like I got to go back bro. to that one more time. I don't think they do, but I will say though, like because they also had a live arcade. Uh, yeah, there. they did. I'm kind of disappointed in their selection. To be honest, right. like they had, like they did have the, they did have the respectful. Uh, uh, Street Fighter Six area we had enough people for to, to kind of like sit down and like you know hype up the place, but I don't know. Like everything else was just kind of like okay, in my opinion. They did have that uh that Gundam uh, cabinet though, which was kind of neat. They did, they did. Yeah, we we should have hit that. It's just hard, dude. It's so busy. Like I don't even know how you like how you ask for. You know, it was just really busy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, it's definitely, like, you have to, like, be a part of that arcade culture to, like, mm-hmm. know the ins and outs of how to get in there. Because, like, you just walk up and it's somebody it's like, hey, I got next or something like that. But, yeah. you know, with the arcade experience uh, being fewer and far between, you know, not everybody has that, uh, you know, the common sense of you know hey if someone's like waiting you know you finish your round and if you lose you know you you step aside you know yeah you still want to play you know you get back in line but that's okay we still had we still had fun other way other than other ways yeah you guys play like a volleyball game too i was watching you play it like uh, one person, like one person was on one end, the other like threw a maybe not volleyball, like a disc game. You like or it's like oh, oh. sorry, that's on oh, top. Yeah, not I forgot what that game was. It was called. a volleyball game though. It was like if you mixed in like pawn, like with disc golf, almost, and like every every there was like characters that had special abilities that you're able to play. I forgot what it was called. I feel bad. Um, yeah, that was neat. 
Um, by the Atari section, man. Like, where's that? I had a, I had a picture of us playing, but we're block. Someone's blocking what it's called. I was like, damn it, oh. I can't see what it is. Um, but yeah, PAX was a lot of fun. Had a good time. The new, the new. Oh, we didn't talk about this. Yet. The new venue is really nice. Beautiful. Oh yeah, because normally, uh, PAX was just in the. The Seattle Convention Center, but mm-hmm. this year they just opened up their new wing, that's like across the street almost. Um, really nice building. Uh, they had most of everything else there, while Nintendo Life took up half of the old one. Mm-hmm. But like the, the layout was super big and open, which is really nice. You know, it was super easy to get from level to level. Uh, Actually, the escalator area was actually really interesting because they had like a next to the escalator, they had like a, a rest area for every floor. So you could just come hang out and there's big open windows. So you could just like look out into the city. It was really nice. Mm-hmm. And of course, all the cosplayers were out on the third floor. There was like this open area on like the rooftop where people could just come and hang out and take pictures and shit. Yeah, to so two like, panels too. Oh, go ahead, Marcel. I was gonna say, like, for you guys, because I know you had gone before. Like, were there more cosplayers than before? Like, it seemed like there was a decent amount of people cosplaying. But like, I remember when you went, Joel, that you were like, "Yeah, it was a little different because there wasn't as many people cosplaying when you were when you went." I don't know if it if it's different or about I the feel same. Like there were more people, but like more cosplayers though too. Like, I felt this one. Was, a lot less like i saw some like they had a street fighter meetup and whatever um but definitely i feel like there were a lot of people last time just to go and check it out at least in my memory but i i cosplayed as i was a warlock last time for the destiny meetup that was pretty cool so um, i think um it might also just be because like pax is in, like two different buildings this year yeah that too so it could have just been separated um I know, like, in previous years, it was pretty easy to find all the cosplayers because where the Nintendo, like, merch area was, if you remember, kind of, like, in that uh, lobby area, but then also had, like, a way outdoors. Like, that was kind of where everybody who cosplayed kind of hang out because it was, like, the most open area. So, uh... Yeah, I don't know. It's there's definitely are cosplayers there. Yeah. Not not as much as you would imagine seeing at, at like an anime convention or other mm. conventions like that. But there's definitely people that do cosplay. Yeah. Um, again, I just take it to like the new building being just so open. I think everybody's just more spread out. Yeah, you know, is it? It's not as noticeable. And also, uh, just really quick, sh- circling back to the the one game that we should shout out again. We love our indie developers, so shout out Red Moon Workshop, who made Shot One. Universal League was the name of the game that you guys shot played. Shot One, okay. Cool. Shot One, yep. Just right wanted on. to make sure that we were that we shouted them out because it was a it looked really fun. Nice. Um. Oh, there's one. There's one more uh, company I wanted to shout out real quick. Um. For, this was in the tabletop area, right? Um, it's uh, Nomnivore Games. It's this neat little company that made like car- tabletop card games, 
with it with having people with ADHD and dyslexia in mind, mm. which I thought was really cool because be, being someone that is dyslexic, I thought it was like really nice to, you know, actually have somebody like think about that kind of stuff. And it's a really cute little game, like the business card. They can kind of just, it's a cute little thing. Um, one of them was uh, Dungeons and Dinos. It was just like a tabletop, like dungeon runner. Kind of thing it had all different cards and then how it's displayed it uses the dyslexia font but also it minimalizes all the cards so it like for people with adhd it like helps them like focus more on like the cards so mm, it's, it's not too cool. overloading and then they had another one called snack attack which is just kind of like a you know it's kind of like a collection card game almost um but it's like it's very simple uh very easy to understand read and also they pointed out that some of the cards for that game also in the corner had the braille pattern so people that can't see can actually like play the cards and like know what they are which is really nice so nice nomino games the person i talked to i wish i remembered their name i feel bad but they were really cool they gave me all the information uh and it's definitely a company to uh check out for um they also just released a role-playing game called Emberwind, i believe so that's also something cool that they're just releasing but yeah i just wanted to give them a little shout out because you know it's nice to have uh people kind of think of ways to make games more accessible for other people that have a hard time you know with one thing or another so yeah omnivore games or non board game, I'm sorry. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, but yeah, overall, PAX was super fun. Um, mm -hmm. Bro, like, legit. I hope we can, like, do this again next year. Because this was, like, this was, like, so much fun. And we had, like, the best location, too. Oh, You're yeah. welcome. Yeah, Marcel, you, you, you hooked up. Mm-hmm. You found it. Like it was really across the street from the new building, you know. It was really a nice area. We had like a nice space. Ben played a lot of Armor Core for us during throughout the weekend. Mm -hmm. Our downtime was watching him play Armored Core. Yep. <laughs> Which I believe we all have now, right? We all have Armor Core. Yep, we do. Yeah, um, been playing it. Just want to talk about it really quick. I've never played a From Software game. That game. Marcelo, thank you for it. But he was watching me play before we got to the airport, before we left. That fucking helicopter for the tutorial. Oh my god. I was like, yeah, this is kind of easy, right? We get to the boss, you know, I wasn't turning on my targeting, getting frustrated. I chase the boss and he's out of bounds. Fuck you. But anyway, great game. Feels great. Love it. Mechs. I beat Baltaeus <laughs> today. So oh, you did beat Baltaeus? You're farther than I am now. Bro, uh, I've been stuck on this dude for five days. Uh, I went, I didn't do bubble. I went full plasma and I oh. plasma missiles, plasma like heavies. I was like, fuck this guy. I tried a bunch of different things. But yeah, uh, if you've never played a front software game and you're like me and you kind of want to challenge yourself, um, get ready. <laughs> get fucking ready. You're not, you're not ready if you haven't played. If you played, you know, you, you uh, know, I had before, to, right? I, I took a little bit of a break just because of that level with the like, the like the 
invisible mechs like that oh, level bro, stressed yes. me out dude annoying. That's so annoying. i was so annoying so it took me forever to beat that level and i was like okay guys i need to take a second from this game because i was like so stressed after so, I like, like I need to go back and, and finish chapter one. I'm I'm behind you, now at this you point. You beat that mission, right? Yeah. Oh, dude, I can't wait to get that fucking. He has like an electro whip. The the last the guy. Thing, oh, yeah. dude, it's so cool. And I asked Ben, who's farther. He's like, do you get it after? He's like, no. I'm like, oh, oh. get it later. <laughs> I like that you go from that mission and immediately like right after that, it's like, okay, here's Balteus. <laughs> right. Go, go fuck yourself. Oh man, get in there. Um. I could see why people were very upset at running into Balteas and kind of like hard quitting. Um, but he's not impossible. I'll tell you that. It's <laughs> but impossible. Just going to figure it out. Yeah. Once you figure it out, it's whoo. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. <laughs> Balteas. Good luck, everyone who, who takes on Balteas. I, I, I need to. I'm, I'm probably going to work on that this week mm-hmm. and see if I can get to him. Yeah. I'm going to spend like most of my day after work tomorrow just like figuring out i'm gonna try i'm gonna try what you did joel all plasma weapons is i because i've been recently i've been doing i had one like like either the uh burst rifle and like the bubble gun and then i would swap out for uh like a submachine gun like for the bubble mm-hmm. and then i had like an eight missile pod on my back yeah yeah and i kind of just do that and i just been i've been getting halfway and then i uh, that's where out. i was i was either 40 halfway or 40 percent in or 60 percent in and then like i would plateau but the last one i did i, I was like getting closer and closer and i was just like i literally like use all my health packs like right at the end because he like spammed me but then i got him so i was like fuck you balteas you piece of shit um but yeah whoo balteas um, before we talk about another game, I just want to show, I mean, for those who are watching, I got something that came in. I've been talking about it. Oh. I know there's another game you guys are playing right now. Oh. Marcelo showed off his 3D printer, but I wanted to show off what came in the mail. Oh. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So. The Spider-Man PS5. I haven't opened it yet because I'm waiting. So the I need to get nice. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, I'm gonna open it. You eventually. haven't opened it yet. It's literally oh, just man. sitting in a box. It's a bit like what a are you week? waiting for? Oh, I'm lazy, but also I'm waiting for Baldur's Gate. And then I'm gonna do everything. But yeah, um, yeah, I have it. Woo! Nice. Finally, PS5 owner. I love it. Claps. Yeah, it's so excited claps. for you. I know. About time. <laughs> right, it's my first like new console. New console. Yeah, I remember you told us that. That's that's wild. Yeah. And then next week, PS5 mini. I know, oh, no. right? We're slim, uh, hyper. All right, enough of that. We could talk about, I mean, we had fun with Baldur's Gate, but a big one that came out while we were at PAX, I said, no, I saw Brian, you're playing it too. Let's talk about Starfield. Get into it. So I just started playing today. Like, as of How many hours have you put in today? That's a good question. I want to say like two hours. Roughly, I didn't play a lot of it. I got, I guess, to not spoil anything, which I don't know if it's a spoiler or not. Like, I got to, like the like New Atlantic. Or, okay, 
so have you gotten to you got to new atlantis and have you spoken to your new comrade your yes. new person okay yes so we're in the same we're, we're then so you and i are at just about the same place um i will say I, I think it's still too early for me personally to give it like a good honest review it's fun i love bethesda games i've always been a ton of fun so it's like it, it sounds bad it's like oh i want to go play skyrim now you know like that's what I, <laughs> that was like my first thought uh the game has been i mean i haven't had any issues with i've never had like glitchy issues with bethesda games so no. I can't speak Lucky to that. I am. Lucky. I know. So, but I love it. It's space. Um, I mean, for and I, I was excited enough about this game for me to buy the Constellation Edition. You know? You got that fancy watch. I got mm-hmm. the fancy watch and the box and all of that, and I'm super excited about it. It looks awesome. My um, my Steam key was actually, like, the, the credits that you get. It was engraved onto the credits thing. Oh! Oh, cool. yeah here hold on i gotta show you i gotta turn off that's actually interesting um pause pause my music i'll be right. back well, so while he's doing that how does it feel brian i mean i know it's probably too early to say like a review but just like overall how how does it feel and have you really played bethesda games before? i don't remember so, if you no, like i've i've touched skyrim before I've never like played it seriously, um, and I've watched people play bits and pieces of like mm. Fallout New Vegas, but I've never like actually like took in like f- a serious like t- like time with a Bethesda game. So this is my first kind of going with it. Um, just playing like the first two hours going in, um, it's interesting. Um, it definitely feels it has like the kind of Bethesda-ness of of the game. Like I noticed um like a lot of people like just making fun of how when you're in a conversation with somebody, they like lock dead eye like dead eye with you the whole time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that, the uncanny valley stare. Yeah. So that, that was a little interesting kind of like to, you know, not pay attention to that much. Um I will say the the character creator wasn't as um, robust as I thought it would be, and that's not like a bad thing. Like I was able to do a decent amount of stuff with their character creator um, without having it be too much, you know. Um, of course, for for my playthrough, I am uh, bringing back my beloved character from um, what was the game called? Um, what was that game where you played together? The uh, uh, uh the space the other space game that we played. Uh that we co-op together. Uh sounds like plays like aliens. It's, it's like a the third person uh shooter that had like magical powers. Which one? Third person shooter that has magical powers. Co-op game we've played before. Oh, um, fucking! I just got it off my fucking. I know what you're talking about. It's the Square Enix one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just deleted it. <laughs> I did too, but um, but in that uh, uh, oh my god, Outriders. Outriders. Thank you. Fuck. So, in that game, I made my um my uh 
reverse uh, Kurt Russell character, Kurt Kessel. So yeah. I, I decided to bring him into my uh, Starfield experience. So Rurt Kessel is now... Ooh, that looks really pretty. All right. Is that the seal book? Oh, ooh, so that's Marce- cool. So Marcella just opened up a steel book that has the credit little thing in it. That looks really nice. Yeah. That's my Steam key, but I've been playing it on Xbox because Game Pass. Convenient. But I, don't, I think I have like the digital edition. I need to look into that. But the creme de la creme. Oh. Lots. So pull up the, the case. It has a nice little orange. Po- ooh. Locking mechanism. mechanism. Oh, the watch. Oh, the watch Look is in that. there. Were you telling me you can only charge it once every six months or something? They're, they, yeah, they don't really want you using the watch. It's like your full-time watch or whatever. But really? Like, yeah. I mean, fuck it. I'm going to get my money's worth out of it. But <laughs> It looks nice. Yeah, it does. That's a nice patch, too. Um, but yeah, so Work Hustle is in Starfield. Uh, going at it. Um, I'm kind of doing like the scoundrel, uh, you know, playthrough of it. I, I still haven't gone like full pirate yet. I haven't gotten the opportunity to, but I, I'm definitely kind of playing the field as far as, you know, who, who I want to be nice to. And, you know, you know, you've played a you know you played a Bethesda games en- enough where you feel like the good guy you start off at first is like the most sketch company to work for anyways like mm-hmm. that's all I've been like it's like oh you guys seem sketch as fuck like the first <laughs> group that you interact with so what I wanted to say too about this my experience with this game is that um I have actually I haven't actually been playing it on my TV but I've been playing it on my on my back yeah. something else that we've haven't talked about yet but I wanted to really just shout this out. I've been telling everybody about this thing. It dude, this thing, fun, dude. this thing has been absolutely amazing. Like it feels amazing. It works great. And I have been doing all of my Starfield on my phone with cloud gaming on on this device. Backbone Brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah buddy. <laughs> 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 This has been a great peripheral. I love that I don't have to charge this thing. It's actually really good. I am shocked at how good streaming and using this device is on my phone battery. Oh, really? It's like it's been really good to it. Like I was expecting it to be like a total battery suck, but it's been really reasonable. Oh, that's cool. All right. So huge shout out to backbone the company like i would love to see a peripheral from them in the future that has like haptics or vibration or stuff like that that would be so sick to be able to do that um but i've been doing a lot of my gaming the past week or so strictly on this just you know i've just been testing it out wanting to see how it works and stuff like that and uh yeah it's been it's been awesome dude like so like out of like the Experiences, yeah. I, I assume you've been playing Starfield on us, of course. Mm-hmm. So I know you have pretty decent internet. So, like, what has your streaming experience been while uh, using it? It's actually been pretty solid, actually. Um, I'll occasionally get some dips, but I think that's more on like 
the cloud, the Xbox cloud stuff than it is my own internet. Um, mm. But I haven't had many issues with it, which has been really great. It's been really steady. And like, if I have a little delay, it'll catch up really quick. And then I'm back to zero. Like, and have no, no major latency issues, which has been really great. And like, I love that I can still wear like my AirPods and listen to the game in, in ear. Oh yeah. Rather than through the thing. So that's been really good. Again, I can still charge my phone through this device, which is great. So like I could be hooked up to a power source. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been great. Okay. So I'll tell you my biggest issue with this is the, the backbone button, which is this orange button here. I fuck, I fucking press this button way too often. <laughs> and all this does Joel is just so you know is it takes you to the backbone app that you install on your phone yeah and it literally really I mean I, I think there's things that you can do on that app but you know I don't care about that it's, it's, a like, recall it's pretty it's pretty much just a hub for all of your apps that use remote play do you do but like, like slip off the the movement or whatever no no not even that it's like because you know in Starfield you pa- I pause a lot to like go into uh, inventory so it's like having to remember that this is the pause button and not the the backbone button that's my only issue i wish they would move this somewhere else because it's in the way mm. and like they have like a kit they have like the capture button here yeah that's cool and then yeah you're select the only game that i had an issue with this on was destiny because it's supposed to run on mobile. I, well, I think, it's because I was I streaming it through stream uh, to st- through Steam, and for okay. some reason, like the select button to like open up my map to like set a destination was mm-hmm. just not working. Um, so I don't know okay. if that I don't know if that was a me problem or a Steam problem or what it was. Just because all of my stuff, all of my Destiny stuff is on Steam, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. But like well, this sure. is a this is a this is a nine out of ten for me, dude. I'm gonna give this a nine out of ten for sure. Like I, oh yeah, because I can play this in bed. I can play this on the couch. Like, like I love that it wakes. Was at airport? My... We saw Brian play fucking Tekken on airport Wi-Fi just fine. That shit was yeah. wild. That was that was surprising to me. The fact that I was able to run. But you know what? I'm glad that uh, it's working out for you, Marcelo. And like, shoot. Your game, your gaming potential has just like risen at 100%. least thirty percent. A hundred percent. Now I just need to. Now I just need to play. As the now now <laughs> I, now I need to say, yeah, I'm gonna go play some video games or whatever. Yeah, you know, don't, don't play Volteus on that thing. Or maybe maybe the slowdown. I tried playing Armored Core on it actually. How was um, it? It wasn't bad. I think because there are occasional dips, it's the wrong game to have latency issues on. Right? Oh yeah, everything's no. perfect yeah. timing. That's yeah. the only thing is I, I probably won't be playing too much Armored Core, but a game like Starfield, perfect. Like oh, it's yeah, perfect yeah. for this. Oh yeah. Well, shoot. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. I know. Uh, I tried to sell you on it a little bit. Did you see how playing. excited I was when you brought I that did. out? I was like, <laughs> like, oh, let me like, show you this. <laughs> and now I can show you this. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Well, I'm glad it's working out for you. And now you just gotta you just gotta keep gaming no matter where you are. That's right. Mm-hmm. On the go. On the go. With okay. all my work travel now. That's true. It's perfect. Oh, yeah. Set getting a hotel, you know. 
have some hours to kill, just fucking pull that shit out. Garfield. Mm-hmm. Garfield. There you go. All right. Um, was there anything uh, you guys wanted to bring up before we get into some of the news that's been going on? Uh, real quick, circling back to Infernex Do or Die. Apparently, it's free to play. I'll double oh. check later. So I might just have a free Castlevania game. I don't know what the love of what what, it, what is accessible on the free to play. We'll see, but well, I'll double check if it's true. But yeah, just check that right now. Yeah, love um, oh, yeah, yeah, Pax was fun. Um, shout out to the guy who took like five pounds of bacon, and we didn't have bacon the rest of the continental <laughs> breakfast. We have to tell, okay, no, we have to tell that story real quick. We need to give people context. Okay, so I mean that's literally it. So we had free continental breakfast. Thanks, Marcelo. And then um, this guy, we you know, the day that there was bacon, he literally had his full plate of like two to whatever pounds of bacon and then we didn't have bacon after that and we're just like what the fuck bro just feeding his whole fucking family i guess for of 20 five thousand i don't know but yeah and then after that bacon was gone damn bacon no problems yeah. i don't want to talk about that anymore i'm over that <laughs> i do i want to be mad for him beyond but, the yeah. other than that it was a good time uh, uh, the museum went to the Mopop Museum in Seattle. Was dope too. Oh shit, that's right. We went to the fucking Mopop Museum. Yeah. So the sci-fi exhibits are really cool. Uh, they had some Star Wars stuff, Star Trek, Battlestar Galactica, Alien, and the horror section. I think ended up spending like almost double the time there. Yeah, yeah I think we spent the, the most time in the horror section. Yeah, they had like some nice props. Place. It was it was really cool. And you know, I got a picture with the casket. Yeah, it was it was cool. Like the props they had and stuff and. uh Music section, seeing like Hendrix and uh, Kurt Cobain stuff was dope. But yeah, if you haven't been to it, Pop Museum Seattle is dope. Go check it out. Yeah, because because Marcel, you, you you never went there before. I've never been there either. But you you're the one that yeah uh, yeah it was the, it was my yeah it was my first time. I've always wanted to go there, and a couple times that I had been to Seattle. So you know we uh we were able to fit it in dude we had a busy weekend like we were able mm-hmm. to just knock it all out which oh, is yeah. great yeah that that was like the wow thing because it's like we we went to pax that morning and then we we left and be like oh we're going to go to the mopop now and then after mopop we like got food went back and it's like all right we're gonna go back to pax and we just fucking that knocked shit. it out dude knocked it out yeah 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 it was a fun time we, it was definitely a, a place in cl i've never been to before i've never been in like that yeah. area it's like the space, needle, the right space there. needle but not to the museum so that was cool yeah so overall our seattle trip was a really good time yeah i had a ton of fun thanks guys again for for making the trip out as a as a as a group and it was oh, great. Man. Hopefully, like I said, I I want you guys to go to Boston with me. Like, I'm sure we could get it's to Boston. Go have some ch- go have some chowder, you know? Chowder. When's hey, that? We, like February? It's in March. Oh, it's in March. March. It's in March. Oh, oh, okay. It's not usually a good month for me, but I shall see. You know what? If I can make it happen, I'll make it happen. Yeah. Let's see what happens. All right. Well, with that being said, how about we get into some news? 
There is this one I wanted to kind of bring up real quick. So recently, there's been some Switch news being popped up mm-hmm. everywhere. So apparently, according to multiple sources, uh, at Gamescom that happened recently, apparently Nintendo had a little bit of a backroom demonstration to industry people of the what people are calling the Switch 2. Um, let's see. I have a few articles here. The first one's from Eurogamer. And they were talking about how uh, in this backstage demo, uh, people got to see the Switch 2 play uh, Breath of the Wild and pretty much hitting uh, new benchmarks as far as playability, kind of like, you know, kind of the high res, you know, 60 frames, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, let's see. We also have a Game Rant article talking a little bit more. So they list off some things that they have as rumors of what the Switch 2 might be able to do. Um, they mention having um, it be backwards compatible. Um, kind of like, kind of like how the 3DS was where the new games have a different cartridge, but the, the slot also will be able to fit in um, switch games. Uh, they said they said that leak suggests that there would be a new camera function with uh, potential for AR and VR capabilities. That's the one I kind of don't believe because I don't know. Nintendo doesn't seem like a company that will that ch- chases kind of like those kind of mm-hmm. fats, especially since they tried AR already with like the 3DS, and it was kind of like a not so used function on the 3DS, so I don't know why they would want to go back to it, especially. Um, Let's see. And let's see. They mentioned... um, Oh, uh, GameRite also mentioned that the Switch 2 uh, demo also played uh, Final Fantasy Remake, or Final Fantasy 7 Remake, and they wrote it as if they were watching it being played on the PS5. Hmm. So, uh, you know, take that with a grain of salt because we don't know if that is a concept model or an actual, like, close-to-consumer model because if it's a concept, you know, sure, you can say that it has, like, the high quality, but we don't know if once they start using the parts that they're going to use for consumer models, if that, you know, changes mm-hmm. at all. But, you know, saying that the game kind of looks like a PS5 game, you know, is a little bit exciting for for a lot mm-hmm. of people. Uh, and the last article I want to kind of just pick at is from Video Game Chronicle talking about... Um, Talking about some of the same stuff, like what they were able to do before, but they also uh, said that there was also another tech demo that was playing the Matrix Awakens Unreal 5 uh, tech demo on on the supposed Switch 2. So, like, from these articles, it's seeming like the potential that Switch 2 is going to be a major upgrade for the Switch console, 
maybe not so much as just kind of like the consoles in general, but for Nintendo themselves, looks like that they might be mm. trying to push for a, a higher, you know, fidelity and stuff like that. So there's something else in this article I want to talk about real quick, but just with this information alone, what do you guys think about the potential for the Switch 2? Just hearing that. Oh, Marcella, you are muted, my friend. Yeah, you are muted, sir. It definitely sounds like it was like a like a like a prototype. Oh, for sure, yeah. You know, like I'm curious to see what will what the consumer version of it will actually end up being. Mm-hmm. I I agree with you. I don't think I don't think Nintendo's going to chase VR. No, um, I think it's kind of stupid if they if they do, because then it would just be very gimmicky. You know, like mm-hmm. at this point. It would be it VR. Would be... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Uh, I was just gonna say at this point, VR. Like, there's definitely some like people who really head up VR, and like, I don't think Nintendo could come in and and like sweep the VR world off its feet. You know, like no. the Valve Index, the PS5, the PSVR, and like the Meta Quests out there. They already have such a hold on the on the market. Like, I just, I personally don't think. Especially because, like, imagine the, how they would have to change Nintendo games to adjust to yeah, VR. It'd be weird. It would be such a gimmicky thing. Because I don't know if you remember. Remember when they released that peripheral that was, like, the cardboard, you know, building kits? Yeah. And they, and they had one that was, like, a supposed, like, VR headset. But all it was was a cardboard box that you slid your Switch into. Yep. And just had it, like, this fucking close to your face. <laughs> yeah I I honestly don't think VR is in Nintendo's future especially not now like I think they cornered the market on just like portable gaming and if they're able to soup it soup up their switches I think they're they're like right on the money yeah mm-hmm. um what about what about you Joel what do you think same if if it can actually be ps5 quality for consumers holy shit welcome welcome back nintendo but i think that's you know we'll see what they actually unveil and what is available to everyone else uh it's pretty exciting to have something of great quality like handheld you know yeah. like that's, that's dope the big question would be um how's the battery life on that <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> on that thing PS5 quality 20 minutes you know <laughs> oh no um, I kind of want to just dip back to this Video Games Chronicle article real quick as to an explanation of um, how the Switch 2 could possibly you know, pump out that kind of power. Um, it says apparently the demo was uh, being run using NVIDIA's DLS, DLSS upscaling technology. So basically it's a... Um, it's... Uh, technology that NVIDIA is using for like uh, graphics cards where it's kind of using AI to upscale the resolution of games. Yep. And so uh, if Nintendo's think about using that technology with their next console, then we might be able to see uh, you know, those games actually run really well on the Switch. Have that kind of technology in, in hand. Um but it's like, can will there be games that will take advantage of like the new processors and new graphics cards, anything like that? Like, 
I'm curious to see what games that they would be able to pump out to really take advantage of, you know, something higher res, like, because like Pokemon games, you know, they can look like shit and people still play them. Yeah, but it's like it's not taking full advantage of like. Like, yeah, what? that's 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 the Pokemon company's fault. That's not Nintendo's no, fault. I, yeah, I know. But like, like, are we going to see like an eight, like a, a 4K, 8K Mario game with like no. hyper realistic, you know, it's time for F-Zero, baby. If... 4K F-Zero. Let's go. Come no, on, I'd say I'd say the Switch 2 is probably going to be pushing more 1080 than 4K. Nintendo doesn't need to do 4K, honestly, because all their first party games are still really like pretty look at I me mean, just look just look at tears of the kingdom you know they're able to pump that shit out with the technology that they're this what switch is like seven years old five thousand like five sixteen it's 2016 so it's like kind of like you know five six years old something like that yeah it's 15 16 and so they're able to pump a game out like that on the switch you know definitely the the games could look you know a lot lot you know more with that kind of technology but i think this te- the nvidia uh dlss would look really good and be very attractive to third party developers if they can make it easier to just port their games over to nintendo instead of having to downscale everything and trying to make everything work on the switch right as it is right now hmm. that could be a big money maker you know? Yeah, well, probably, I think if, if this is where they're at, and if this everything that they're saying is, like, legit now, probably by holiday next year, we should be seeing something, right? I think they'll mm-hmm. start to hype it up next year. Um, oh, yeah. And I think it comes at a good point. I mean, I think Tears of the Kingdom is probably one of the last games to be able to really run on the Switch, because I think just games... Like, I feel like maybe the Switch is just at its at its life here. Like, games are taking much more processing power or they they can yeah. take more processing power you know so it'll be it'll be good yeah yeah definitely for sure um let's see just looking at our list here joel i know you posted some stories i know joel um, i wanted to actually just i kind of what was next on our little list here was the gargoyles remastered thing dude i hope this is real I hope this uh, happens. Uh, yeah. Uh, just really quick. Uh, I just thought it was cool because, you know, we're nostalgic and all that. Don't want to shout out the mouse too much, but uh, basically um, enhanced visuals for gargoyles in October. Oh, yeah. The show. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give them a little credit. They have been doing a good job of bringing back a lot of like the really popular old games. And like remastering them because they've done like the Disney Afternoon Collection, DuckTales, you know, Lion King, Aladdin. They've been bringing those back a lot. So it's about time Gargoyles got their get their turn. And yeah. Did you guys see stuff. that with with the ongoing uh, strike and stuff like that, that they had to push back like uh, like X-Men 97 and stuff like that? Like everything that was coming on to Disney Plus this year just got pushed into 24. Oh, yeah, it's fair. I guess we know when What If 2 will be. Yeah. <laughs> next next year. That's okay. I can wait. I can wait. Um, I really did want to talk about um, this next one. Godzilla 2000. I remember seeing that when I was 10. 
oh, and they're yeah. just reissuing it to U.S. theaters. That is cool. Uh, a little bit of a kaiju follow following here. So just wanted to shout that out for our Godzilla fans. And then a new uh, trailer for Minus One dropped. That was pretty cool. Um, that was a really nice trailer. Uh, it, it fills in more context about like when this is happening and stuff. And it even shows like Godzilla like recovering from like nuclear something or i think i don't know it just it looks dope and uh looking forward to to at the end of the year i'm still very curious about the what they got going on in november but yeah man uh and they've also released there's a lot of godzilla coming out because they just released the trailer for the apple tv godzilla show too oh yeah oh yeah the monarch show the mon yeah Mm. Russell's. That's really sick. So um, I'm excited. I mean, my son is at a point in life where he loves everything Godzilla. So this is perfect mm-hmm. for me. <laughs> Good bonding stuff. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Hell to the yeah. Oh, what's this? Something new? Oh, the trailer. You have to watch that later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, that's it. I, I just want to address. I, I did post that like. Uh, Warner Brothers felt like they were underutilizing their properties, and I don't know if that's true. I think they've been oh yeah, a that that's stupid bullshit. Yeah, um, they yeah, just I don't want to shout them out too much either, but uh, yeah, just um, our properties are you know not being used enough, and shareholder values are going down. Or like whatever, you just you guys just don't know what the fuck you're doing. Honestly, <laughs> just say you don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> like this doesn't seem. Jeez, like. guys, I think we're underutilizing our properties, such as DC and Harry fucking Potter, and Lord of the Rings, <laughs> and Lord of the Rings. It's. I don't know that mm. that kind of that kind of uh. At this point, I kind of don't care. <laughs> to be honest, you know what I think? Fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah. Speaking of fuck, I'm really quick. Apparently, there's a rumor going around that uh, Aquaman two was like the last copy they needed was deleted or something. It's like they lost the movie. It's like a what? Rumor going around. The fuck? Right? I, I, some, just like, I saw something today that they're releasing the trailer. Oh, finally! <laughs> They've been quiet about that movie. Uh, there's so many rumors circulating. I think people want to see what what's going to happen. Um, after Flash, though, I'm like, I don't even know. Like, what? Why is this still here? <laughs> but whatever. I just wanted to say, like, we haven't, like, I haven't talked to you guys in a bit, and we haven't really had a chance to connect and stuff. But like, talking about DC, like, Blue Beetle's the best DC movie. Of that's that's come out. It's probably one of my favorite movies this year. You know, I'm. Better than Guardians Three, Barry. It was so much better than everything that had, that's come out so far this year, in my opinion. So, I'll just say that. I still have to see it. Um, I guess, kind of vibing along that uh, Hollywood train. Um, this past week, uh, SAG Afra has, uh, you know, called for, uh, you know, the union for video games oh yeah the video game division to uh call for a vote to go on strike as well um i was i was just kind of looking up some articles trying to see if anything has been called upon yet i do believe that uh they did vote 
on possibly going on strike, but I don't think they've gone on strike yet, as far as I can see. Um, but for the strike, uh, they actually point specifically pointed out um, the companies that they would be striking, and um, mm-hmm. just to give off the list: uh, Activision, uh, Blind Light, Disney. Uh, Electronic Arts, uh, Epic Games, Formosa Interactive, Insomniac Games, Take-Two, VoiceWorks Productions, and WB Games. Boy. Ain't, ain't, uh... to... oh, go ahead. I'm trying to think of what other games are left to release this year besides Spider-Man. I think Insomniac's definitely a big one. But, like... Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. MK1. The WB game, technically. Uh, that comes yeah. out this week, right? Yes. Yeah, it does. comes out this week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but Epic I, Games, I, of course, is always going to be Fortnite. So you know, Fortnite can run itself. Um, but yeah, uh, Take Two, you know, is like the 2K games and like Rockstar and stuff like that. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, we'll just have to wait a couple more years for Grand Theft Auto 6 at this point, and that's okay. <laughs> for the greater good, folks. We can it wait is. a little. Yeah, for sure. Um, Redemption 3 will have to wait. Although, Hollywood needs to get their shit together, because they're about to lose <laughs> a lot more <laughs> than they want to. It's just a whole big mess, dude. It's oh, yeah. It's, it's kind of ironic how you know, ridiculous these higher-up execs have been acting recently. You know, just by, you know, saying that their demands are, you know, not reasonable when they could easily, like, meet their demands with, like, 1% of what they make in a year. That's less of a percent than they have. Yeah. What will they do? How will they fund their private boats? Yeah, they're How 50 they... yachts. Well, you know what? You know, actors should get their bag, writers should get their bag, and voice actors should mm-hmm. definitely get their bag. So, mm-hmm. we stand. We stand with the bag. Mm-hmm. I just want to throw that in there real quick. That's just kind of like a heads up. Um, I'm just like looking through more of the news. I noticed, Joel, that you put up here... Oh, this is actually something that would be interesting to talk about, since we did... This is the PAX podcast. Um, Mm -hmm. ReadPop, the... The company that runs uh, expos like PAX and other... uh, I think they also run uh, Star Wars Celebration and others. Mm -hmm. This past week, they made the announcement that um, they are splitting ways from ESA... um, if people don't know, ESA was the people that ran E3. Uh, last year, Repop did buy E3 in attempts to run it. Um, but the news came out that next year, uh, E3 was being canceled. And then right after that, Repop made the announcement that they're uh, splitting up from ESA. And then ESA came out with the announcement that they're going to, you know, take a look. They're kind of going to reorganize their stuff and try to see how they can bring E3 back in 
a new way, a way that's more sustainable. Uh, hmm. So yeah, that's interesting. It's it it's kind of going through the never ending story of how E three can't really get it together anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they should just stop trying at this point. It's like I I want them to like find a way to succeed, but like the more and more they try, it feels like the less and less that we actually really need it. Mm-hmm. You know, because we got you know so many other things now we got you know summer game fest we have you know gamescom we have tokyo game show we have so much other stuff and now like all the game the big game companies just have their own events whenever they want them now mm-hmm. so it's just i don't know it'll be interesting to see if they can actually pull something together but you know they canceled this year they're canceling next year so we're going like a few years without e3 and now it's becoming more and more normal to not have it. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. at this point, I don't, you know, that's whatever. I don't... <laughs> not harping too. I, I mean, yeah, no, not at all. Everybody has their own, like, at this point, everybody kind of, like, runs their own thing, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's just... sad because like we we talked about this before how e3 used to be like the thing every mm-hmm. year that you would watch like summer comes around e3 comes out and it's like oh we get to see all the new games but now it's like what we have summer game fest we have multiple different nintendo directs throughout the year we have mm-hmm. you know xbox's you know showcase yeah you know we have a couple state of plays a year from PlayStation and like their showcase every year, you know, Capcom does their own show. Square Enix does their own show, like so on and so forth. There's so many news worthy, like game shows that are happening year round now. It's like E3 is not that special anymore. <laughs> no, it's, it's definitely lost its whole like exclusivity. Like, Oh, like this is, this is it. It's just not that anymore. Yeah. Especially yeah. stuff with like packs around where like consumers get to like, you know, try their hand. It's basically a mini E three experience every year, and like four times a year actually for for yep. packs. Is okay, so mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, ESA seems like they're they're gonna try. So hopefully, uh, hopefully they figure out something and E three can transform and you know exist. Whether it's like downsizing or not, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I will tell. Speaking of the Tokyo Game Show, I just want to shout out because we're big on Street Fighter right now. September twenty first, Thursday at seven a.m. So <laughs> they'll be unveiling some stuff. And for Exo Primal, it says right here Dragon's Dogma and Apollo Justice. But I'm hoping they announce the uh, the Guile Ryu skin or whatever it is for Exo Primal. Oh yeah, that should be coming out then, soon. I think that's when Aki's probably supposed to come out that day, and they're probably going to unveil the other heroes or trailers for them for Street Fighter Two. So, um, I'm excited to see what, at least for those two, what what's happening. So, hell yeah, so much good gaming stuff. The year of the games, man. Hell yeah. Um, I believe that's all the big news that we had on. On the docket. 
Yeah, that's all I got this mm-hmm. week. Yeah. All right. Uh, so covered a lot of ground. Covered a lot of ground. We did. We did a good little bit of catch up here. So I guess uh, that will do it for this uh, episode of the podcast. Um, of course, before we go, I just want to remind everybody that if you're listening to this or watching this on uh, podcast services or on youtube.com forward slash at United We Nerd, um, please do us a favor. Like it. Leave a review. Leave a comment. Wherever you're watching this or listening to this, you know, if you can... Please do. It not only helps us figure out what we could do to make the show better, but also helps get the show out to as many people as possible. We'd appreciate it. Um, of course, uh, you could follow us on our social media. You know, we have X, we have Threads, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Uh, we go live on Twitch. We play games on Twitch. Uh, you know, just look up for United We Nerd. Um, and of course, uh, if you don't want to do any of that, you can also email us with some questions or comments. And of course, Joel, where could they send those emails? UnitedWeNerdCats at gmail.com. Tell us how we did with our rewind of us playing Street Fighter 6. Hope we do a new one soon. Aki comes out, if not sooner. We got to get Marcelo up in there, too. He's taken on uh, J. Mike and uh, Quasi, but he hasn't taken on Reese. I want to see that team up soon. So, oh, yeah, yeah. United Nerdcats at gmail.com. Be sure to check out United We Nerd Rewind as well. Send us an email. Hot takes, bad takes. What do you think? Do you agree with us? Do you hate Godzilla and you love something else? Let us know. Please, we'll talk about it. Twitter, Facebook whatever instagram tiktok uh threads was they leave one out uh, yeah all there over they're, they're, they're all, all there we're all there yeah they're all there yeah let us know add us comment like subscribe oh yeah um and of course if you want to find us individually uh marcelo where could they find you you can find me on twitch and instagram at marcelo double sanchez and uh, I, uh, I'm i going to try to get my stream up again. I'm going to try to do some stuff, maybe, especially with these printers coming in. want to be able to have some of that stuff yeah. going. So uh, stay tuned for more on that. Hell yeah. What about you, Joel? Where can people find you? Bad Mech Monster Mine on Twitch, TikTok, Instagram, SoundCloud. Thanks. Shout out to the guy in Maryland who listened to my songs today. You're awesome. Hell Got United yeah. We Nerd, though. Brian, where can they find you? Well, you can find me on Twitter, X, uh, Instagram, Threads, TikTok, Twitch, Brian Saber. You can find me there. And of course, this has been United We Nerd Podcast, where we, a bunch of nerds, just come and sit around and talk about a bunch of nerdy stuff. And if you like that, please go check out our other stuff. But Until next time, keep on nerding. Man's a fascist.